for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else, what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and feature type for today, Justin Ol. Justin, thanks so much. Man, I'm excited to be here. I am this is so cool. I'm super honored to have you on the show. I know that there's so many people in anticipation just to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, so let's just dive into the let's series go. of questions. Let's go. I'm excited. I love it. Here we go. Here we go. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, for for those of you that know me, I apologize in advance for the redundancy. I kind of oh, tell the same on. story, but uh, I came from a, a family of realtors. I'm fourth generation realtor. And so I grew up in um, a single mom, two kids. She was a realtor, still a realtor with our company, 45 years in the business. She's amazing. Great grandfather, grandmother. They were my heroes. And I, I grew up in this business just kind of finding my way. And, and it really was not my intent to go this direction. But here I am. It's kind of like the mob. You can't get out. <laughs> I love uh, it. Fourth so, generation. Fourth generation. There's not too many of us around. No so, way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So everything I do is real estate. I mean, it's if it's not real estate, it's baseball. Okay. Which, uh, is, that's, which is great. That's, which is great. There's a lot of parallels between the two, but I uh, I coach in real estate and I coach in baseball. Okay. And I, I love that aspect of, of life is just kind of helping mentor and helping people see a different perspective and seeing what they can do with themselves and what's around them is so much fun. That's what I love. That's what my life is about is just digging in other people's lives and, and helping them see a different perspective and what they can do. I, so, I love that. And yeah. that resonates a ton with your reputation. The people who are watching this who know you understand that you're caring and giving nature, but the legacy that you're kind of laying before yeah. everybody um, as far as that educational piece. So tell everybody a little bit more about what got you into this, obviously fourth generation, yeah. but what was your progression in your career to where you're at now yeah. running this particular show? That yeah, we're, yeah. So, know, um, so I started out, I, I came to my mom, it was about 2000, 1999, 2000. I was doing some, some cool work. I was a cabinet maker. I was doing custom cabinetry and CAD design and doing some really cool, cool stuff. It was fun. I got to walk away every day. I could turn around and look at the work I did. <laughs> it was a sense of accomplishment, right? Sure. And, and uh, so I love that aspect of it, but I, I miss the people interaction. I always was about people. And so I didn't have that, and there was something missing within, and I thought, man, I've, I've got to scratch this itch. Right. I need to be around more people. And so I started just kind of exploring. I didn't tell my mom anything about it, and mm -hmm. I, I think I just told her, hey, I'm going to get my real estate license, and I saw this you know, apprehension, like, oh, seriously, she did not want me to do this at all, at all. Wow. Her words were, honey, you can do more than this. And I thought, well, so I think what I did is took that and swung it as far as I could to say, well, I'm going to do everything I can. Sure. And watch me. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So, um, so that's really how I got started. It was her and I. We um, had a family-owned business that retired after several decades in the business. And she went to Coldwell Banker, and I joined her. And I was one of the only rookie agents to go in that office. It was an all-star crew of, wow. of just top agents and me. Okay. And so I got to learn from the best, some of my heroes, the Gerlachs, the Smokelers, the... Um, I mean, it was just the Bob Sellhowers of the world, Jack Myers. It was just this all-star cast of people that you were around every day. And so my learning curve went from starting to producing quickly. Um, so I started in, in production and sales and did pretty well. We started a team and kind of started identifying talent and who we could, you know, kind of help uh, drive business with us and, and grow things. And then um, I went through a management assessment program at Coldwell Banker. And, <laughs> Uh, the management assessment program told me that I would not be a good manager. So um, <laughs> they were wrong. Well, I don't know. I mean, 
they took a chance, sure, I will say, and uh, thank you for taking a chance, but um, you know, they were able to look through and kind of find some things that I think translated well. So I was an assistant managing broker with a guy named Al Galfrin, who's a dear friend of mine, amazing guy. Um, and it was him and I, and, and we just took the office and then just ran with it. And then he left to do some things. We moved that office from, from uh, Aurora over to 6th and, no, not 6th and Grant, 1st and University. Okay. So that was a big move. Um, did a merger and acquisition in there, Coldwell Banker did. So it was this blending of cultures and, and ideas and different programs and systems into one. And that's where I really got excited was meshing things wow. and kind of finding some opportunities within where people hadn't thought about something and maybe let's try this or let's try that or I really don't like you or your program. <laughs> that was my challenge. Like, oh, right. I'm going to make you like us. Yeah, so you'll understand. You'll get it at yeah. some point. Yeah, um, so that really was, I, I love going that direction of, of management. And then I became a managing broker with a, a partner, Clara Capano, okay. um, who most everybody knows. A wonderful coach, wonderful professional. She's just sharp as can be. But mm. her and I ended up managing that office after Al left. And just it just was amazing. Mm. The, the, the growth that happened and the things that we had a chance to build there it was so much fun at for or at sixth and, and grant street here in denver um so we built the office we designed it we did all those things as a group and it just kept going and going and then i came out of management i was i was a little bit burned out of being a managing broker interesting yeah it just what i didn't appreciate and what i don't really enjoy is deal doctoring we call it or mm -hmm. getting into you know paragraph 14.4 of the contract i i that's not my strength okay. i don't want to deal with that i want to deal with the the emotions and the, the you know the science behind the deal and and how do we get more and that kind of stuff. So okay. I just said I'm not I'm not terribly interested in that. So I stepped back and, and started doing some investing and started to build our team back up, and then I got involved at the Denver Board of Realtors, okay. which is where this whole thing kind of took to a new level. So I uh, was elected as a director there, and then the next year was uh, elected as the the president of the association, and then. We did the merger, it became um, the merger of DMAR, is okay. how it all came together. So DMAR as it stands now used to be, you know, three associations tied into one. It was, wow. it was a, quite an experience, it was 16 months of negotiations and bylaw changes and votes and negotiation, it was crazy. Wow. Um, I always say that was the best education I ever had. Okay. Um, because I got to learn so many different personalities, I got to see pain, I got to see excitement, we got to build something from scratch in essence. And then just the negotiations of mergers and acquisitions and doing that is just, it's incredible. So that really scratched an itch for me. And then I kept going and have done all kinds of stuff, which is all boring. But now I'm at the uh, car level and yeah. doing stuff for the Colorado Association, which was on the incoming chair there. And I just love that part of it. I love, I love growing things. I love seeing other opportunities. I love saying, this is work, but how do we pump it up and make it work even better in today's world? So, Love it. Um, so that's a lot of what I do and how I kind of got where I am. And then with Madison and Company, I came here about five years ago. And okay. uh, Todd Narlinger, the owner of the company, asked me to, to come on board with our team. And, and we did well. And um, then a couple months in, he said, I, I want you in leadership here. Wow. And my first sentence out of my mouth was, that's awesome. I don't want to be man and broker. <laughs> yeah, I it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, you, it's, it's, not there. it's not there, everybody. It's, let's wow. just lay this out. Yeah. And he said, fantastic, because that's what I like to do. So it was just this, you know, yeah, we found each other's uh, kind of lane to stay in. Oh, so, so I've been here for about five years and just doing well. We've seen the company grow from about 60 or so when I showed up. We're about 145 now, six offices and, and growing and, and doing really well. So 
It's fun to watch. Yeah, and, to and I, I agree with that. And you and I had a, a quick discussion b- yeah. before we went live, but I, I love the, the growth and what you guys are doing here. Yeah. And it is a quality over quantity sort of scenario, even though the quantity is, is good. Yeah. Um, but the focus is on the right people, the right way, yeah. keeping that culture, maintaining yeah. what you guys are doing, which is fantastic. Yeah, it, it makes all the difference. I will tell you, you know, a lot of our agents like the fact that we're not a big corporation, right? They right. love the hometown feel, they love the boutique feel, if you will. And I always go back to the boutique definition is not about size, mm-hmm. it's about the relationships you have within. Well said. Right, so I implore our agents to get to know each other, get to know what each other's business is, not just, well, they're in that office, I don't wanna know. We had this conversation <laughs> yesterday, I was like, guys, I don't wanna to come to meetings anymore and say, well, I don't know anybody. Right. Well, you're in sales. Go know them. You're right. Shake someone's hand. Get out there. So um, we really just say let's let's be open and honest and, and collaborate. It's easier to collaborate with people that you know what they're doing. Right. And you know how they, they respond to things. And that's where we really want to get them going. So for us, we want to maintain that boutique feel okay. uh, with growth in mind. It doesn't have to remain small. Um, but that means we've got to do a better job internal communications and connecting the dots between people. And that's sure. that's what I do. Uh, I always like to say, people are like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I don't really know. I clean up after a lot of stuff. That's right. Justin's everywhere. He's everywhere. everywhere. I'll I'll move furniture. I don't care. Um, But it's kind of the chief people officer, the CPO, if you will. Sure. Um, I'm just trying to connect people. And that's that's really what I I love about this and the growth side. We focus on, we talked about a little bit, we focus on a couple things. One is the PPA, production per agent. Right. Right. So when you talk about being... Um, a, a company that recruits to culture and has you know standards of what we do mm-hmm. that is something that we take very seriously is yes you're a good person yes we like you yes you're going to contribute but what does that look like to your production what does that look like and we're not only hiring just top producing agents that's not it but are you coachable do you listen well um, are you disciplined you know, what have you done in the past? I ask questions like, what pain have you had in the past that, sure. that has kind of shaped and, and who you are? Um, and, and so we deal with a lot of that. So that, when you can get somebody to be honest in an interview, they're probably going to be interview or be honest with each other out here. And that's, that's what I look for a lot. So we profile, we take our time to hire. Mm-hmm. I don't hire anybody the first day. Wow. And I sit down and tell people, and even in this day and age, I said, this is a lot like dating. The first date is just to get to know people. You might walk out of here and go, I don't want anything to do with this guy again. Wow. Or we might say the same, like it's not a good fit. But we walk away and take time and separate ourselves from the, the energy of the conversation, right? Everybody's excited to learn. But we kind of slow it down and let each other punch holes and questions. You know, what, what about this? You said something here that makes me a little bit nervous. Or how would you handle this? And they do the same to us. So it's a process. And I think that's, that's changed the game for us is we are we're very deliberate about how we go. But that PPA for me is always at the top of my mind. That's always. big. That's big. And not everybody's looking at it that way. There's there's so much information into that already, everybody. So hopefully you're taking notes. Watch this again and again because Justin so is dropping those bombs on us already. No, no, this is great. This is great. So let's go into the next question. Please, this yeah. is really important for everybody to know because yeah. that was a great backstory into yeah. who you are and, and what goes through. But what's your why, Justin? What motivates yeah. you to do what you do Man. to the level you do it at? So my why has shifted quite dramatically. I um, I was I was married before for about seven eight years okay. and, and went through a divorce quite a while ago and um, I came out of that divorce a broken person. Okay. I was I was sad. I was uh, there was um, just failure sets in. You know you go through that and you just take stock in who you are and what you did and 
what you didn't do. And, and so I got into this kind of dark place of self-doubt uh, and self-concern, and, and, and then it became self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And once the self-awareness kicked in, it was like, okay, I can be honest with myself about who I am and, and what I want to be going forward. That was a tipping point for me. Um, so my why, the question is, what's my why? Yeah. My why shifted. I have uh, 11 nieces and nephews. And wow. they are amazing. I don't have kids. I have two stepdaughters, which we'll talk about. But yeah. um, these nieces and nephews, I, I went through Ninja uh, okay. before Collins. Okay. And, Great program. Uh, amazing. And it just shifted everything in my life. I was coming out of divorce. I was coming out of management. I didn't know what I wanted to do, Greg. I was, honestly, I thought about sacking groceries. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm yeah. out. Sure. Um, but I went through Ninja, and there was, there was one exercise, and it's a do, be, give, and have. And they challenge you to write 10 things in each category, 10 things you want to do, 10 things you want to be, 10 things you want to give, and 10 things you want to have. Mm -hmm. And I suggest anybody out there, just do this exercise as often as you can. Share it with people. It's so powerful. But what I found from there, and I was telling this story, I tell this story quite often, but I found my center point. And so I wanted to be a better uncle. But my to-do list was put my phone away when I'm with the kids. Right? Wow. Get on the floor and play with them. Know their yeah. birthdays. Know what they're doing. Coach baseball if you need to, sure. which I do and I love. Um, but that was being the better uncle. And then it was, um, I wanted to give these kids a legacy about what our family's done in real estate. Hmm. I don't want them to go be realtors. I don't, that's not the point. It sure. is, what has home ownership done for us as a family okay. and our clients? And it's proven. It's, it changes lives. So um, I want to empower them to make sure they understood the power of home ownership. And so I was driving home from Ninja in a blinding snowstorm. Uh, I got about Johnstown, and I'm just like, my head's spinning. Maybe I'm not going to sack groceries okay. now. Maybe I'll stay in real estate a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it just this, this mesmerizing snowstorm. You know, it's just coming at you, and you fall into this trance, and it hit me. And I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was, but something hit me and said, I got it. So I called my financial planner and just said, hey, I want to set up a, a savings account for all of the kids. And I fund it on a monthly basis just, just for down payment on a house. It's not for school. It's not for books. It's not for a car. It's not for anything. It's not for bail money. That's on the parents, right? Unreal. So yeah, this yeah. is what the why became is not just empowering my family and my nieces and nephews, but how do I put my money where my mouth is and start helping people? to know how powerful this tool can be for you. <laughs> and so I do that, and I still fund that, and there's not as much money in there as I hope, but okay. there never is, yeah, right? There yeah. never is. You can always uh, We're chipping sure. away. Yeah. Thank God they're young yeah. still. <laughs> um, Plenty of time. We got time. We got time. But um, that was a big thing for me. But what it does is it really makes sure that that center point of, of life is, am I doing the best I can to empower <laughs> others to know what this can do for them? Wow. how it changes lives, how it changes their kids' lives, is so powerful. So I attack every day with how do we tell this story of home ownership? How do we tell this story of, of trying, uh, of having a slice of the American pie? So that really is a why for me. Um, the other thing, I coach baseball. Okay. Man, it's the best. And 12 and 13-year-old boys are crazy. I love it. But they have so much fun, and it's so innocent, and yeah. it's so, um, it's just, it's pure heart. It's pure heart, and to see these kids learning um, and having a, a positive effect on them is a why now for me. And I've done that for about a year, 
and it's just I can't wait. I mean, we're in the off season now. I'm like, man, I'm you're like, what am I? What am I doing? Let's go. Let's get the team together. Let's do some winter stuff. So I love that. Yeah. So the Y for me, and then and then it shifted again. Um, I married my best friend in June, Piper, um, who runs my team. She's amazing. That's great. Uh, we've worked together for a long time. We've been friends for a long time, and just progressed to this the right way. And uh, really excited about where we're going. But she has two amazing daughters, uh, Eden and Macy, fifteen and twelve. And wow. man, they're cool. But boy, are they challenging. Um, I'm new to this, and so I'm learning. So my why is every day: How do I help these kids? Right. How do I? How do I try and affect them positively, and and still be a tough parent at the same time? So. I got a lot of wise right now, but yeah. it seems to be back to the kids, younger people, giving a broader perspective and helping them just kind of make heads or tails of life right now. And it's confusing. I mean, it's they have more access to things we never had. Sure. And it's great and it's scary, right? And I just want to be there as a sounding board. So I, I think that's the why for me is is all of that. So I, I think there's so many compelling uh, reasons for you to do what you do. And, and one big note that I really want to make sure that everybody caught is you didn't once really break it down into direct money for yourself. Oh, the, the money, yeah. the money that you're earning, the more that you make, the more you can give, and yeah. you're giving it to so many wonderful places. And to the consumers out there who are watching this, who are not the professionals, the Titans aren't about commission checks and right. overall production. And a lot of the Titans do have a lot of production and a lot of awards and things like that. But it's what they're doing for the community, what they're giving back, the legacy that they're leaving. Not just for their family, but for everybody else. So, Justin, you're nailing it. Oh, you are nailing it. Right? I think it's ruined, fantastic. We're winning the day. Yeah, so this is Yay. good stuff. This is awesome line. <laughs> so let's go into uh, the next question. And a lot of the um, you know viewers of the show, they really, really enjoy this particular one because they learn so much from the Titans and what you guys are doing to grow your business. So if you could look uh, back at your production and business thus far, yeah. pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business, took it from one level to the next. Yeah. What yeah. does that look like for you? Two things for me. Number one is absolute clarity. Okay. Before I didn't know who I was or what I was in the business. Mm -hmm. I would help list or help any buyer buy a house in the metro Denver area. And for a lot of people, that's their MO. That's their vision. That's their mission statement, if you will. Um, you can't do it well anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't be so broad anymore. Um, I, I guess some people can. But for me, I had to dive down and really understand where my best business was. Love it. Um, I was less focused on doing more business. Mm -hmm and more focused on doing the right business with the right people that filled my cup and also worked on my net profitability. Um, Please write what he just <laughs> said down, tattoo that on your arm, remember that. That is big stuff. That yeah, it's. I think so many of us, we get sucked into this trap of I'm successful if I sell one more home or five more homes this year. I do a lot of goal um, setting and business planning and I wrote a business planning book with a friend. And, Love it. Um, it's pretty awesome, but one thing that I see most realtors do is they just focus on, well, I'm gonna do 10% more business next year. Right? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna sell X amount more homes, or I'm gonna do this. There's never a discussion on net profitability. I'm gonna reduce my expenses and create more efficiencies. You rarely, rarely see that. When we do see it, that's a special person. That's, okay. You tap into them. Um, but that really, for me, was the clarity of, I'm not gonna be successful at what I wanna do if I just keep selling more homes. That's less time for my family. That's less time for my health. That's less time for my peace and quiet. That's more time driving. It's right. more time listing, which is great, but I thought, I'm gonna really narrow this down. So I, I started to find clarity in my efficiencies. 
started my clarity in who my top clients were, mm -hmm. who referred me the most, who paid attention to our videos and social media, right. and I doubled down on those relationships. Okay. And so I put away the I'm going to Erie and Boulder and Castle Rock and Colorado Springs <laughs> and Strasburg and all these right. places, right. which is scary as hell, I'll tell you. Sure. Because you go, oh my gosh, I'm shrinking. But in, in reality, it, it just blew everything up. I'm now able to refer. I have referral partners all over. Our team does. We right. just refer business everywhere. We could get there in 20 minutes, but we may not be the best person. Sure. So you have to be open and honest. And that was the clarity, was understanding, I may not be the best person for them. i got to find who is. Wow. But that, that takes a huge level of understanding, humility. No, right. I mean, stuff. That, that's a big thing. Yeah. And if you know me, I'm a prideful person. Like, I hate to lose. <laughs> this guy, right? And I'm not great at admitting when I'm wrong. Uh, but I try. As I get older, it becomes easier. But... Back then, it was tough. So I think clarity. And then the second piece, when I brought Piper on to my business, I hired her. I um, focused 100% on the systems. Okay. And so we always ask this. I always tell my team or anybody that we're working with here is, if X happens, make sure Y is answered. Mm -hmm. If the phone rings and somebody says, I got a listing I want you to take, know what you do next all the way down the road. And now you can add nice levels of service that are unexpected and that's when you turn yourself from a Target to a Macy's to a Nordstrom style, mm -hmm. style of business and that's where our team operates is a Nordstrom style business. Well, and it's only because we gain clarity and relied on our systems and we review our systems all the time, right? <laughs> um, and we add just levels of service constantly, constantly. Uh, I love one thing that we do when we list properties with um, people that have kids, we send the kids a book about moving. Oh my and we address it to the kids with a note. Not to the parents. That's fantastic. I, I want to connect with those kids as well. I mean, number one, if we get the kid, we got the parents. Sure, sure. Um, Strategy. Right? I want, their, I want their business 20 years from That's now. That's it. Long term. Long -term. Um, it really is about connecting and making them feel comfortable and saying, we're going to be okay. Because kids panic so much in this situation. And, and we forget. We usually just pack them up in a box. Not literally, but right. we feel like they're just along for the ride. So there's service levels within that you can do. Um, that we really tap into, and that's only through clarity and systems that we've gotten there. Love it. So that that's that's some huge takeaways, Justin. Good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Everybody, again, hopefully you wrote that down. That was great stuff. So let's go into the next question. Now, this one's always the tricky one. This okay. is the challenge question. Okay. So when it comes down to it, we've all dealt with challenges in our life, whether it's yeah. in the past, now, or into the future. No one's exempt. But it's not so much what happens, but how we overcome that really makes the difference. So, Justin, if you could share a challenge that you dealt yeah. with in your life, that you overcame, you became stronger because of it, yeah. what does that look like for you? <sighs> I guess it's a moment of honesty, right? Yeah. Uh, a few things have happened. I lost my grandmother, who was my hero. She was absolutely, and I'm writing a book about her with my mom right now, and wow. she was, it's the greatest story I've ever heard. And okay. she was just an amazing person. And, I could go on and on, but, but I lost her, um, and that really, that really set me back, um, but it didn't stop me. Okay. And then I lost my dad, who I was kind of close to, but he battled addiction and, and alcoholism, and, um, and I remember I was showing a property when I got the call, and I remember exactly where I was and what happened next, and it was, everything turned into slow motion. And... I made a decision at that point. I, I had to change some things in my life, too. I've never had, thankfully, you know, those kind of issues. But sure. I, I really changed my focus and what was important to me. Mm -hmm. uh, my divorce was another one. Sure. Um, that, was, that was a tough one because I had to be brutally honest with myself about who I was. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think those are some, some challenges externally. 
honestly, the business challenges are always there. I mean, there's always something going on. Maybe I switched a job or, you know, the deal didn't go right or an agent left. I think that's always the tough part now is when um, the highs are so high and the lows are so low. And, and I'll tell you this, my mom, my first day in real estate, said to me, honey, this is the best drug you'll ever do. Wow. And I didn't know what she meant. And I was 23, a smart ass. I said, you don't yeah, know what drugs yeah. I've done. What are you talking about, mom? <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't done much. So. Right, right. But what she meant was the highs are so incredibly high. Mm-hmm. And you have to take time to celebrate them. You have to take time to share in that celebration with others and pull those close to you around and, and share in that happiness of a win or helping somebody do what they didn't think they could do. Awesome. And the lows are so low. It's, it's incredibly low. It's to have a deal crash at closing people crying and their their dream is lost or they have nowhere to go and you have to go back to to work for them is so low and can be demoralizing at times for me at this time now I don't really sell anymore and and I just kind of run the company when an agent leaves us um, to go somewhere else you just reflect on what did I do what could I have done how did I contribute to this and it makes us better but it still right. hurts. So those kind of challenges, I would say, you know, grandmother, father, divorce, um, those kind of things have been been a big challenge. But you know, you push through, you learn from them, you, you pull pull the best of those people into yourself, and try and go forward. So. I I love that, and there was a lot there that yeah. you shared. So Justin, thanks yeah. for doing that. It's not easy airing it out for everybody here, but I, I think that all of those challenges, those are some of the worst things that most of us can imagine to deal with. And you took time to reflect, um, obviously appreciate where these people have been and what they mean to you in your life, but then moving forward. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the most important thing, right? The last thing that's happened, I mean, I, I hate to backtrack, but oh, the no, last no, thing that, that really has happened for me is over the last two and a half years, and that is I, I'm just taking care of myself. Okay. I mean, I hired a trainer two and, two and some change years ago, and mm-hmm. I go three to four days a week, and I meet with her, and we work our ass off. And, Love it. Um, I try and eat right as best I can. The late night snacking. It's tough. Too. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there, man. I'm there. Man, Food, food's my weakness. Oh, I'm a it's the worst, yeah. right? Uh, uh, I love it. I can eat so good from 8 in the morning till 10 at night, and mm. I'm like rummaging around in the cabinet <laughs> downstairs. Like, with, like, wait a minute, are these horses? Yeah, yeah, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> I mean, I'll just have two, right? Yeah, and then right. you're like, four later, you're like, what are, I'm just ashamed of myself. But yeah. so I battled that. I lost 65 pounds, and I'm now stronger than ever and healthy, and um, I don't miss anything. I don't. There's nothing I miss at this point. Physically, I have no limitations, and that is just an amazing place to be. And it was a mindset. I had to switch my mindset to, to get to that point. So wow. still got a long way to go, but man, it's fun. The battle's fun. Gosh, Justin, I, I think the, the attitude and the mindset, you hit it right on the head. And, and again, anybody who's out there who's going through any challenges in their life, just, just remind yourself that you can get through it. And there's other people that have it worse. So just appreciate your blessings and what you got right now. Um, it's never going to be perfect. That's okay. You never. just keep moving forward. Absolutely. So I, I love that. And again, thanks, thanks so much for sharing. Oh, yeah. Not easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go into a slightly softer question <laughs> for everybody out there, you know. So this is actually one of my favorite questions. Okay. So if you could travel back in time yeah. and give your young self a mm-hmm. piece of advice or two, yeah. what would you say to younger Justin? Younger Justin, we're here from older Justin. Stop being scared. Stop uh-huh. being scared, man. Like Go headlong in anything. I, I heard something a buddy of mine, Gavin Ekstrom, was talking about not long ago, and he said there's, there's two animals the buffalo and the cow 
And when a storm is coming over the hill and the cow sees the storm coming and feels the barometric pressure change and feels that storm and the electricity in it, that cow flees and walks away from it as fast as possible. No, they're never going to outrun it, but they are fleeing away from it. Um, And the other one is the buffalo. Feels the same thing, sees the clouds coming, feels the energy of it, the electricity in the air, the dark clouds and the whole thing. They go headlong into it. Mm -hmm. They stand firm and face that storm head on. And that resonated with me not long ago, and I thought, man, if I could go back and tell myself that, don't turn your back. Like, just go straight into it. Have no fear. Make that tough phone call to a seller that's pissed off because you haven't sold their house. Right. Um, call that family member that you've been arguing with for a while and just own up to it. And you know, just those kind of things. Be real and honest with yourself about where you are and your, your mental capacity and your physical capacity and, and don't hide from it. And have the ability to say no. Hmm. Have the ability to say no. I think... As a young agent, as a young person, we take on everything because we think that's the only way we're going to make it. Right. And when the quality lacks, you don't get asked to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so make sure if you're going to do it that you can give everything. It sounds so cliche. It's been said for years. It's but beautiful. Just have the confidence to say, no, you know what? I'm not the best person for that. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you who is. So those are things I would say is headlong into the storm. Face yeah. it. Say no at the right times. Have no fear. I, I, I love that. That's not good for just young Justin. Yeah. That's good for everybody, myself included out there. So that, that's huge advice to yeah. keep going through and, and don't let anything slow you down or stop you. Yeah. Those boundaries we set on ourselves. Oh, truly. Also, so I, I love that. And that's, that's more of the mindset process. So great, great yeah. advice. Uh, now let's go into the next question, which okay. a lot of the viewers of this series absolutely love to understand what the Titans are feeding their minds, yes. how they're growing mentally and really hitting the highs that they're hitting. Uh, so, Justin, if you could look back at, you know, books you're reading, yep. podcasts you're listening to, Absolutely. influencers on social media, yeah. um, what are you feeding your mind? So, I'll tell you, it starts with them not feeding my mind, and that is I am not paying attention too much to the news. Okay. Um, I love the 5.30 national news. Mm-hmm. I love, like, Lester Holden. I just get to see the, the breakdown quick, easy. I can pick the first five to ten minutes and kind of get a global feel for what's happening, and I move on. Okay. I don't mire myself in that. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV much anymore, except in the evenings. Okay. Um, so TV for me is baseball. Love it. Sports of some kind. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. And comedy. Okay. And comedy. There's not a lot else. Uh, if I don't have the remote, it's on Food Network. Okay. Piper's turned it to Food Network. Good man. Which is great. I, I, uh, I love that. I which love brings that. on the late night snacking, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, do, it doesn't <laughs> help when you're watching Guy Fieri and he's going <laughs> exactly. all these awesome places. So that's really on the, the TV side is certainly not what it used to be. Social media side, I am the worst at Facebook and social media. Okay. I, I just am. I post very rarely. I just it's not the first thing I think about doing. Sure. I am guilty of being a stalker. Twice a day I'll flip through in the morning and the evening, just kind of see what's going on right. and see what the story is out there. Okay. I'm looking at more individual stories than just you know ads or anything. Okay. Um, so that is that. I'm not a big social media guy, but I will tell you, podcasts for me are big. Okay, um, well, and I wanted to talk to you about podcasts because yes. you are running your own podcast. Yeah. I'd love to let everybody um, kind of know what's going on with that. Yeah, so we started a podcast. My, my buddy um, and now family member, Josh Williams, Williams, okay. who's with Universal Lending, uh, we started a podcast called uh, Smack Talk, How to oh. Win the Day. Love it. And so the Smack Talk really comes down to skill set, mindset, and action. Mm-hmm. 
and then going out and doing doing certain things. But we have fun within it. It's not just you know business. It's sure. we talk about fat kid moments. Yeah, like, love what, it. What, what was your fat kid moment of the week last week? I'm like, well, I was in Boston. I had three cannolis. And, oh uh, gosh, I should hard. not have done that. That's but tough. we talk real life. We talk parenting. We talk coaching. We talk um, finances. We talk business we, it's all over the board and okay. I, I really love that so check it out smack talk how to win the day but the podcast world for me if i'm in the car i'm either listening to music depending on where i'm going okay if i'm going to the gym it's music right. i gotta get the juices flowing yeah. right if i'm going to the office or meetings or anywhere else that's not the gym it's podcast okay. so uh comedy uh I listen to sklar brothers uh they're hilarious i just love listening to them Great. a couple other small podcasts here and there um i listen to head talks Love TED Talks. Um, they're quick. You can bounce around. There's just all kinds of diversity in the subject. I love learning about, you know, the other day was um, new engineering in, in cities. And it wasn't about housing. It was all about the infrastructure and all that. I'm just so fascinated. Right. Um, so I love kind of that stuff. Um, and then I listen, I listen to Bill Maher. Okay. Like, honestly, I okay. love... Uh, I love that kind of crazy perspective on things with the humor involved. Which is great. It's great, yeah. And it doesn't sway me politically or anything. I just, I love listening to that perspective with humor. Um, so those are things. Now, I had a chance to meet my dream girl the other day. Okay. Oh, and my wife knows about this. She was okay. there. <laughs> All right, so this is open, everybody. Oh, this is open. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a huge, huge history buff, okay. nerd. Um, I love presidential history. Uh, the Residence is a book that I read not long ago, which okay. talks about the White House itself and how it runs. And it was all about the staff wow. and what the behind the scenes was in their relationship with the first family. Very cool. Um, so amazing what goes on behind the scenes. So I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. Um, but Doris Kearns Goodwin came to town. Doris okay. is amazing. She's mm -hmm. an amazing author. She wrote my favorite book of all time, which is called Team of Rivals. Mm -hmm. And what Team of Rivals is, is about how Abraham Lincoln was elected um, surprisingly elected um, to the president and throughout the process of him becoming president were debates and not in the sense that we have today there was no social media cameras but sure. it was it was a lot of duking it out yeah. and um, debates and conversation and, and arguments and screaming and yelling uh, with your opponents but you're now elected as the president of the United States Abraham Lincoln Unreal. and so he takes and builds his cabinet his team of all the people that were rivals. Wow. So he took his enemies and put them right next to him. And he always said it's it's very important that you keep your enemies as close as you can. Right. Because at some point they will become your greatest friend. Unreal. Yeah. So Team of Rivals is amazing. Now she just came and spoke at the Tattered Cover. She's got a new book out. Um, it's called Leadership in um, uh, Tumultuous Time or Times of Turmoil. Okay. What better time than now, right? Right. Perfect. Highlighting four presidents and what they went through and it's just amazing, and I haven't opened the book purposely. I'm going on vacation, and I can't wait to sit down and just read the book on the plane and awesome. on the beach and all that. So those are things that I'm doing. Um, the Celestine Prophecy is something that one of a, a friend of mine gave to me. Okay. Um, super, really cool, interesting book. Very spiritual and kind of connecting to the universe, which I don't typically do, and I'm glad I did. Okay. Because I got a fresh new perspective. So Celestine Prophecy was one of my favorite reads recently. So, there you go. There's a there's a lot in there. I mean, just, so just for everybody to know, I'm gonna have all those links in the comments below, so you can feed your mind <laughs> the same way this man does. Also, the podcast as well, so you can follow along and listen to this man, which yeah. is fantastic. So, Justin, this has been amazing. Oh. Shock full of great information, data, takeaways for everybody. This is fantastic. So. 
last question to really wrap this whole thing yeah. up. It ends up being the mantra or the, the quote question. If yep. you could sum up yourself as a brand, as a man, with a mantra or quote that you live by, yeah. what does that look like for Justin Knoll? Yeah, it's funny. I always say this will be on my, my gravestone when I die. Is okay. Do it right, not twice. Wow. Do it right, not twice. And I think that it covers so much ground, but for me and where I am today in life is do the relationship with the person right. Hmm. Don't do it twice. Because we're so unforgiving as a society now. Um, and asking for forgiveness is a painful thing, although it's so therapeutic and healthy for us. Um, people shy away from it. They would rather never go back into that relationship and say, I'm sorry, than to actually face it and make it right. So do it right, not time, not twice. And then the other thing is, boy, if you're going to do something, just go for it. Just go all in. Be prepared. I say it all the time. I'm rarely, rarely, rarely the smartest person in the room. <laughs> But I'm almost always the most prepared. Wow. Almost always the most prepared. It's because I do my homework. I, I prepare up front. I, I don't take chances with that. I like to know how I'm, what I'm going into and how I can best serve. So do it right now twice, man. Be prepared. Love it. That, that, that is huge stuff. Again, Justin, I think that sums you up beautifully. Thanks again so much. You are an official real estate type. Yes, man. sir. Yeah, I've been wanting awesome. to do this. I've watched it all the time. I'm like, how do I get on this? <laughs> how does this happen? Absolutely no, Thank you so much. It, it was fantastic. I know there's so much takeaways for everybody, so this has been fantastic. Uh, as always, thanks so much for your love and, and time and attention and support, everybody out there watching. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch you guys in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.